and welcome to Off the Record, a weekly podcast by Chalk Magazine. I'm Taylor Warden, and joining me are my hosts, Nicole Dolan and Wyatt Hall. And I have a question for you guys. It's about Pop-Tarts, a favorite pastime of mine. So I grew up on the chocolate fudge Pop-Tart and the cherry Pop-Tart. Those are my favorites. Whether cherry is not as good as strawberry is not up for discussion. So sorry. But I think the best beverage for a chocolate Pop-Tart is orange juice. Oh my god! Apparently, that's extremely controversial because milk is the only beverage with a chocolate dessert. Any opposing thoughts? Am I crazy? Am I crazy for wanting a fruit juice with a chocolate dessert? I don't think you're crazy. I think that, you know, fruits are paired with chocolate pretty frequently, actually. Um, It's not the first time that I've seen a chocolate and orange pairing. So you're not insane. Um, I think that that's a pretty appropriate pairing. I think that it would be like outlandish if you tried to pair like a chocolate fudge pop tart with maybe like I don't know sour beer (laughs) I feel like that'd be gross or like very cheap Welch's sparkling grape juice I think that'd be weird but orange juice it's the morning you know it's a breakfast of champions I think it's fine have you done it with apple juice no and I will not it's not the same I don't know how to explain it, but it just doesn't work. I mean, chocolate and orange is a pairing, you know? Yeah. That works so well. I mean, Uh, I think chocolate and apple can work too. I don't think so. No? When I've heard of anything with chocolate and apple. I guess most of the time it's like caramelized apple, not chocolate, and I think about it. Uh, now I'm trying to think. I can't think of anything with chocolate and apple. That's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah, I am, I, I am of the thought process of which... I mean, drink whatever the hell you want with with pop tarts because they're kind of a, you know, they're 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 a pretty general thing. It's just like sugar. So um, I I have drank a little bit of everything. I I was not a chocolate fudge guy when I was younger. I was more of like a when I would eat chocolate pop tarts, I'd eat the Oreo ones, like the cookies and cream mm-hmm. ones. Those were my go to. Um, and yeah, and I there were times where I'd drink it with orange juice. There were times where I would drink it with milk. There were times where I drink it with water. I mean, I, and there were never any times where I was like, this just does not go well together. So I think, I think if there's anyone that's like gatekeeping chocolate and orange juice and is like, they are not allowed, you have to drink it with milk or something. <laughs> I think they're full of themselves. So, yeah. you know, my thing is, is that first of all, Milk is gross. Second of all, um, kind of unpopular opinion, but I'm kind of toaster strudel over pop tart. Toaster strudels are also lovely. And yeah, beautiful. It's a warm pastry. I don't. Yeah, like I don't think they need to be pitted against each other. In my oh, opinion. but they are. They are though. But they don't need to be. Is what I'm saying. No, people are very passionate about it. But you're right, Taylor, that little like glaze packet that they give you, if you like wait 
to where the glaze is like still warm, but it like hardens a little. Chef's kiss. So mm. good. Um, it's almost sensual because it's just so good. It's like Beautiful. incredible. Also, I feel like you could literally have orange juice with any toaster strudel. You could. And it makes so much sense. It does. Why it? Aren't we talking about albums that have impacted us deeply? Yes, today we're talking about music. We're talking about the the, the music that means the most to us, specifically albums. Uh, we'll be going around the circle talking about five different albums that have a deeper meaning to us, not just like, oh, we listen to it because it's a bop or a jam or a banger or any of that. No, we're, we're talking about the, the nitty-gritty details that really – um, get us in our emotions and make us feel existential and all of that. And we're not ranking albums today. We're just talking in no particular order. We will still have some honorable mentions that we will start off with. Um, in fact, let's just let's just jump right into it. Taylor, hit us with some of the albums that didn't quite make your five, but you would still like to talk about. So the honorable mentions that did not make my list was Mitski's "I Am the Cowboy," love. I think I first heard that sophomore year and so many great choices, but nobody alone, just nobody. Great album. Yeah. Nobody is a legendary song. Oh, the amount of times when I first heard that, that I just listened to it over and over and over again. And then would go back to her acoustic cover and listen to that over and over again. It's just, it's something else. I legitimately think that Nobody is one of the best songs of 2018. Oh, I'm 100%. Completely. I feel like that's not up for discussion. But um, that, and then I had to include them somewhere. And I decided to skip them for my top five, but One Direction... I decided on album, their four albums, because it has some of my favorite songs, Girl Almighty, No Control. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to go into, again, all that One Direction means to me, but um, Bob of an album, too. Some real good hits. And then I feel like this is kind of a cop-out album-wise, but I had to include something of Simon and Garfunkel. Oh, and the one right. that I have on vinyl is Simon and Garfunkel Greatest Hits, which I feel like is going to make some people mad, but it just has all my favorites, has everything that I love. If it has all your favorites on it, then there's no, who's going to judge you for it? Thank you. Doesn't matter. I've already got shamed enough for Pop-Tarts, so. <laughs> love Simon and Garfunkel. They were one of my first, like, introductions into kind of, like, folk, that, like, 60, 70 music, too, so. They always make me feel very nostalgic and very fall-like, too. My favorite type of music to listen to right now. So those are my honorable mentions. Nicole, what do you got? Oh, I have so many. I also don't blame you for putting Simon and Garfunkel because you're right. I think they perfectly encapsulate what fall and road trips and dad beer and IPAs and autumn is... So I hear you. I hear you. I'm listening. Um, I think uh, I think Sound and Color is probably one of my honorable mentions. Um, I was like obsessed with it when it came out. And like Alabama Shakes is literally like, what do I have to say? Incredible. I think it changed my life um, when it came out. 
And I think that, like, don't want to fight no more. Like, don't want to fight. Like, how more of a Libra can I get than don't want to fight um, and just keep the peace? But then also, like, Dunes, Give Me All Your Love, This Feeling, just, like, every single song on that album is incredible, but I think that I only listened to it like in 2015, 2016, like all throughout high school. But then like once college hit, I didn't get back into it until like this year um, when the person that I'm seeing has an incredible like vinyl setup. And I was like, oh shoot, like listening to Sound and Color on vinyl changes your life. Um, does not, like it completely beats Spotify. Um so I would say that is an honorable mention that I have. Um, I think that Alabama Shakes is really good for cooking or something to spice up your um, commute. So this feeling is a favorite for very late night cry drives for me. So pretty. It is so pretty. Wyatt, where are you at, bud? Um, so I've got a few honorable mentions. I will say most of my music on this list, while I there is a lot of older music that has uh, impacted me in a lot of ways, I kept my list to mostly modern music because I feel like the ones that have really hit me the hardest are the ones that have you know released and I've been listening to them as they come out. You know what I mean? So um, my honorable mentions, I've got a few. I've got Flower Boy is on here. Uh, this one is a big album to me by Tyler. Uh, but I have a different Tyler album on my actual five, and I didn't want to put two. So um, it's it's a great album about growth, and I also have a different album that's not made by Tyler that is also about growth, so I just really didn't want to make a redundancy here. But that album is great. really means a lot to me. Um, I think Soy Pablo by Boy Pablo is, is, an, is... Here's the thing. I would put this on my list, but it is technically an EP. So I'm like, okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with the album thing because they're if, if any like people that are all EP versus album on here was heard me calling an album, they'd be all oh my gosh. arms because Boy Pablo's official album actually comes out in like a week, just saying their first album. And then the last one is I wanted to include a movie soundtrack that means a lot to me. And I think you guys. Is know it Whiplash or is no, it La La Land? La La Land. Okay. It's La La Land. I almost made Whiplash one of my honorable mentions because I will say that album is incredible. Between Whiplash and La La Land, Justin Hurwitz is in my top ten listened to Spotify artists. Um, so that that man can compose like no other, and um, I I cannot get enough of literally anything he makes. In fact, I think. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if I've talked about this before, but the summer medley from La La Land, which is oh yeah, it's lovely. That song was my number one listened to song in 2018. Like wow. no joke, because I would listen to it every day coming home from school. So, yeah, I feel that. I would do that with um. Another Day of Sun, which is not even like my favorite mm-hmm. song on that, like even close, but I would wake up and listen to that walking to class to make me feel like everybody was going to break out into dance at some point. Yeah. So it was one of my top songs of freshman year, sophomore year, I think. 
Yeah. I think I'm just secretly in love with jazz and Justin Hurwitz really brings that out of me. Oh my God. Just <laughs> bring it out. Also the epilogue is good. The epilogue is phenomenal. Okay. I don't want to rant about La La Land all day. Taylor hit us with your first album that means the most to you. Okay. Um, for number five, one of the first albums I remember kind of bringing me into kind of like the indie alternative music when I was in middle school. Um, mine was the 1975's album, the 1975. Right. Um, yeah, I think first heard it in like seventh grade through like my Tumblr phase and I was listening to Arctic Monkeys and mm-hmm. 1975. But yeah, I just still honestly really enjoy their music even now. Um, still one of my favorite concerts I've ever been is to see them. But I just remember listening to that and not... Also, they were British, like, got to include that. And at that time, yes. But even though I couldn't understand anything that they were saying half the time, it still just gave me so much serotonin. Like, still one of my favorite bands to just turn on, listen to while I'm cleaning, and end up just, like, dancing around my house. So fun. So boppy. Robbers. Screamed, cried that song so many times. I don't know why I thought it was so deep, but it was. It was. Yeah. Big 1975 fan here. I don't know if that's controversial, but absolutely. Absolutely love them. And that always takes me back to that like middle school time period in my life. So we'll always be a big fan. Nicole, what's your number five pick? So I have two that are tied but I just want to say that if you didn't have like a Tumblr middle school phase then you probably won't get how deep 1975 like Mm -hmm. it's so different it's like either you were obsessed with 1975 or Lana Del Rey or listen to Echo Smith and I listened to all of those and I still don't even know. Like, I'm kind of happy that I did, honestly. You know, you just felt the feelings and you let it out. Um, So the two that are tied for my number five are um, Billy Joel's The Stranger and also A Hard Day's Night by The Beatles because both of those albums I grew up just listening over and over and over again. Also, like love songs by Nat King Cole and just thinking about also similar to Taylor in terms of like how I categorize these but like thinking of a timeline of how these albums have affected me those were the ones that my parents just had on tap just spewing and so yes I know every single song on all three of those albums just because they were always in the car and I remember getting so mad at my mom that eight days a week would play. And I'd be like, mama, there are seven days in a week. There are seven. And she's like, it's a song. It's not that deep. And I'd be like, but why are they promoting this? This is fake. This is not real. And I would get so upset about it. But, you know, um, I'm really, really happy that I grew up with the Beatles and that I grew up with Nat King Cole, and that I grew up with Billy Joel, the Eagles, Simon and Garfunkel. Um, 
Fleetwood Mac. Like I grew up with everything um, 70s and I'm really, really lucky. Um, a lot of people don't even know Jackson 5 songs and I think that's embarrassing. Um, but I would say all of those childhood favorites molded me into someone that appreciates uh, like this dad rock era of music and I don't think I would have the conversations that I would have or have as deep connections with the people that I do have if I didn't grow up with this and so shout out to my parents for that um and I think it makes you like especially I don't know I know that some people make liking 70s music a personality trait and uh yes I'm probably one of those people but (laughs) um I'm proud of it. Honestly, I think it's a flex. I think if you can actually like enjoy and voluntarily listen to it without trying to get clout for it, it's like admirable. And I think that it also plays a huge part in which relationships are the deepest for me, because I don't think a single one of my best friendships slash a single one of like the best like romantic relationships that I've had that did not have 70s music tied to it in some way. I can confidently say that. And so, yeah. Wyatt, what's your number five? So uh, I think I was trying to figure out how I wanted to sort these and what order I wanted to go in. I think I'm going to go in chronological order. So the first album on my list um, is one that I've been listening to a lot lately, and it is Because the Internet by Childish Gambino. Um, This was an album that when it came out and for a long time, I was just like, oh, this is a fun rap album by Donald Glover. You know, didn't really put much thought into it. Then over time, I kind of, you know, it was one of those things where I kind of like started to look into it. Then realized that this album has an entire screenplay written for it. And Donald Glover, man, when you start diving into his stuff, he is a creative mastermind. So this is an album that that basically uh, tells a story of the boy and the progression of him going from basically a mid-20s man-child that just like is rich and he doesn't do anything in his life but party and smoke weed and have sex and he trolls on the internet because that's just what he finds fun and then his best friend gets shot right in front of him and he was filming it for the internet because he was like, it's social media, you know? And from then on, it's a progression of like an extent existential journey of like, what is, what is the point of life? Like, what are we doing here? Why are we doing this? What is the meaning of love? What is the meaning of connection? What is the meaning of connection in the era of social media? Because the thing is Donald Glover, before he created this album, he went through a really, really depressive phase where he actually attempted suicide. And after that, a lot, a lot of people don't know that about Don Glover, but he went through a really rough time. And after that, it was it was a moment of, of, of clarity and like, I just need to figure my shit out. And so he, he went on this journey and he talks about all these things and he says in interviews, he's like, why is everybody (laughs) pretending like, like everything's okay. Everything's not okay. Mm -hmm. Like we're like, we, this is, we are more connected than we've ever been, but I feel more alone than I've ever been. Like, and it's a quote that I love to go back to. And it is essentially the essence of this album 
of we are in an age where we are all interconnected and yet we constantly feel isolated. Why is that? And what, what are we doing here? And so, yeah, I've been listening to that a lot recently. It's been hitting really hard with quarantine and it's just so deep. Donald Glover is a mastermind. Let me tell you, he's so good. He's so good. Dude. I didn't, I didn't even like think about that at all. Yeah. Cause well, cause album. a lot of the songs you hear from that album are like 3005 and the worst yeah. guys and sweatpants, which are basically these like bops of, of like, I'm going to do whatever I want. I got money. I got girls, that kind of thing. And those albums are early or those songs are early on in the album in which he's basically like, he's still the boy acting like a child doing whatever the hell he wants. And then stuff starts going downhill and he's like, God, what is like, what is my life? Why are we mm-hmm. here? Yeah. Wow. Love it to death. Love it to death. Um, one of Donald Glover's best work in any media platform. Taylor, I'm turning it over to you. <laughs> Stopping my rant. <laughs> no, I feel like I discover something new that Donald Glover has created was a part of all the time. Like his talent, creativity, endless, crazy. How, where does he even find the time? Anyways, my number four is um, the freewheeling Bob Dylan, Bob Dylan mm. album. Um, Bob Dylan isn't necessarily like one of my favorite artists as a whole, but this album just has some of my favorite songs. Uh, Don't Think Twice, It's All Right, Girl from the North Country, especially the version with Johnny Cash. That's one of my favorite songs of all time. For she was once a true just kind of like a connection like Nicole was talking about I grew up with a lot of 60s 70s music from my dad but I feel like when I was younger I didn't appreciate it as much as I could have and then when I got older it was something that I could go back and we can talk about now um and Bob Dylan's one of those artists we kind of can go back and listen Mm -hmm. to and send each other songs we like now So it's definitely a connection to my childhood, but then also just, I remember the first time I heard Girl from the North Country and then diving more into folk in like 60s and 70s and just, just a completely different type of music that makes me feel something that like nothing else really has besides that. Very nostalgic, comforting, kind of cozy feeling almost. Um, And that's an album I definitely go back to like on mornings, drinking a cup of coffee the porch swing. Yeah. One of my favorites, Bob Dylan. I'm not always a fan, especially a recent Bob Dylan. Um, John F. Kennedy. (laughs) Why did he make this song? (laughs) He said, guys, JFK died. And we said, Bob Dylan, we know. And he said, he said, his head got shot off of his head or like his skull or something like that. And I was like, bud, it's been a while. We know what happened. <laughs> we all know. Dallas but. has not forgotten, but <laughs> the exes are on the street. It's there. And Bob Dylan said, JFK, blown away. What else <laughs> do I have to say? Billy Joel wrote it for him. Why does he Why does he have an entire JFK song? I'm confused. Don't ask me. Don't think twice, babe. It's all right. It's all right. Bob <laughs> we Dylan said, Bob Dylan. He said, it's all right. 
So, Nicole, what is your number four? <laughs> oh my God. I was going to comment about how that's such a good choice for, for porch swing, like you said, but man, we just went into an entirely different direction. <laughs> no, it, it's absolutely lovely for a porch swing. Um, but that JFK song, man, I... <laughs> Is Bob Dylan okay? Like, no. What era is he? Okay, it's fine. Um, since I am an indecisive prick, I have multiple albums for my number four again. Um, because I don't do things correctly apparently, and so I think number four. If I'm thinking about the timeline, I'm thinking about like 2014 through 2017 in my life. At that point, I'm thinking of like. It's it's a weird combination. I think at this point in my life in high school, it's like freshman year through summer going into my senior year. And what you are experiencing in that time is like, who am I slash I want to make all these people happy. But like, I think I'm actually feeling emotions incredibly deeply. And is depression real? I don't know. And so it's a combination of after the laughter tour, which is Paramore, because I was like, ah, 2017, Paramore's back. But then also it's like control. <laughs> and I'm like, am I okay? Um, no, <laughs> I was not okay. Also Darkness and Light by John Legend. It was so much, but then also 2014 Forest Hill Just Drive and then Hosier. And so like the diversity the variety the flavor um it's all over the place but I think also I realized that I used each of these albums to work out very very different emotions um because I was in love but also I was going through a time where I didn't realize like my self-worth and I was like oh romance is self-worth and not knowing like how to be my own person and have that self-identity and I think I like use these albums to I don't know get those emotions out um and especially in after laughter like 26 hits me so deeply um it's literally just a basic finger picking pattern and Haley just singing hold on to hope if you got it don't let it go for nobody and when I saw this live with my ex um I think he really liked it because like the aesthetic of like a whole bunch of lighters out and everyone having like hearts that they got with their like pass and stuff was like really cute but I think for me it like hit like oh shoot like high school's coming to an end and what am I going to feel when I'm 26 and just a lot of existential I think like all of these albums were like preparing me for future thoughts that I would have because I have like revisited these albums in college especially Hozier self-titled right now because it's autumn but um that album my best friend in sophomore in my sophomore year of high school used the album to ask me to homecoming and it was very cute and Mm -hmm. 
But when I listen to that album now, I think about, I guess, every fall from sophomore year of high school and how I've changed every single fall, like the leaves do. And it's the self-growth that I see is really, really significant. And I think that I'm finally at a place in my life where I really, really like um, where I'm at. And now I listen to these albums fondly. Like I'm on my control kick too. I don't know why SZA has come back into my life. I don't know what that's trying to say about things, but um, we're here for it. It's okay. (laughs) I think I will definitely like continue to listen to Broken Clocks until I die. So it's fine. Yeah, I think that these albums really, really shaped high school. Honorable mentions would be like In the Lonely Hour or any like Echo Smith. I don't know why Echo Smith has to make a return, but she does. I don't know why. Okay. But um, yeah, I'm surprised that I didn't put any rap albums in this number four category, but stay tuned. Maybe some will pop up, but um I think in high school I very much so like the basic like Drake rap and everything and like Kanye um like Life of Pablo type of stuff but um I think that these albums in particular uh like really shaped me Corey Minkoff actually introduced me to 2014 Forest Hills Drive oh yeah like I would not have loved J. Cole if it wasn't for Corey Minkoff my sophomore year of high school as well. So Wyatt, what's your number four? (laughs) Just got some notes before I get to my number four. I am also obsessed with Broken Clocks. That song is just like, I can listen to it on repeat. Also, all you guys talking about all this 70s music makes me, I'm like, God, I probably should have put some 70s music on here. I mean, Mm -hmm. obviously everybody you guys, everybody you guys said, but like, I also listened to a lot of Kansas when I was younger. I mean, I think Left Overture and uh, Point of No Return are both great albums. I think I I was a huge Queen listener. I think both Night at the Opera and Day at the Races are both phenomenal. I mean, I listened to a lot of Electric Light Orchestra and every album they put out in the 70s. I still think they're highly, highly, highly underrated. Um, You guys also haven't mentioned Elton John, and I can't get enough of Elton John. Um, Anyways. My number four, which I is not actually in chronological order. I'm already breaking order, but you mentioned it. My number four is After Laughter. Um, really? I, yes. Um, those who know me know that I am obsessed with Paramore and Haley Williams. Me too. And After Laughter was just something that was so different. And I know a lot of people didn't like the change in the the vibe, the sound, the energy. Um, but it, it felt like the most real album to me that Paramore has put out. And it was a vibe that I, I have related to in a lot of my life where it's like, I'm trucking along, I'm, I'm doing my thing. I'm being happy with everybody, but like deep down, I've got a lot of stuff going on. You know what I mean? Especially like freshman year of, of college, like real, like fake happy, real prevalent.
and and but then there's also like the 26 moments where it's just intimate and real and it's like really seeing it i mean hey Haley williams talks about that being one of her favorite songs she's ever made because it's like real it is it is her it is what she is feeling it is a very exposed and vulnerable song but it really hits different you know so um i I love everything that Paramore puts out. I can't wait till they put out more music and I love Haley's solo album, but mm-hmm. after laughter, I think just with the timing and the meaning and everything behind it, it's just really combined to be an album that is really special to me. And that I listen to real often frequently. Yeah. Yeah. That album was like my go-to album whenever I would drive to Manhattan, just because it was like the perfect like start to like, a road trip kind of yeah. you know um but you know Haley's growing growing up she's yeah. grown she has you know and mm-hmm. like they've been together since what since like high school right yeah um the band and like they've been through some shit I want to say she was 16 when they released their first album yeah yeah like so the band has been through a lot she's been through a lot and I think that this album is like a really, really good reflection of self-realization and moving on, you know, and moving forward. And I love and it's it. fun to listen to while you're at it, while oh, it hitting is. you yeah. with depressing lyrics. Anyways, Taylor, what is your next album? My uh, number three is Harry Styles' self-titled debut album. Harry Styles. Yeah, this came out when I was a senior in high school in May even. So at the time of my life too, it hit hard, not even just because it is Harry Styles, but it was also when I was graduating. And then here was this uh, little curly haired boy that I had followed since I was a 13 year old. And suddenly he was having his own debut album as well. And here I am going off to college. Um, about to live my year name fanfic dreams and it just was really like in the best way still kind of a reality hit you know that like all this time had passed and that we were both so much older I say as if I'm he's my friend but anyways um, (laughs) but really it was just like came out at the most at the best time of my life it could have Um, and for it to kind of like bring that transition of something that was such like a big part of my life was this like one direction culture um, to be able to take that with me into college, but it was changed and matured and his music had matured was just, yeah, it just still means a lot to me to go back and listen to um, ever since New York to ghosts only angel. Yeah. And so even from that, it reminds me of freshman year seeing him in concert too. So it takes me back to those freshman year memories yeah, I mean, his music will always, always make me happy, always bring back those good memories. But that just came out at like such a significant time in my life, too. That really always reminds me now of like that transition from high school to college. So shout out, Harry, if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, Nicole, what's your third pick? Everyone listening to this at Harry Styles, retweet. Please. Oh, my gosh. Um. So my number three is 
also still not following directions because I'm terrible. <laughs> and so oh. this is like emo Nicole kind of, but not really at the same time. So songs that will make me cry and also scream too. So I have Joji's album, Ballads, one. Right on. Um, I also have You'll Be Fine by Hot Mulligan. And I also have right When We All Fall Asleep, Fall Asleep, Where Do We Go by Billie Eilish. Great album. <laughs> um, and so these albums are incredible. Um, and it just force you to feel the things that you are feeling. <laughs> um, and I think that especially with Joji's album, um, that entire album shaped pretty much my entire freshman year. Um, it was my finals album. It was my drive around Lawrence trying to figure out street directions and street signs and everything. And the entire album as a cohesive piece is just art also billy did an incredible job with when we all fall asleep um i love the vinyl i love that it's white um that's so cool um and with you'll be fine by hot mulligan that was after my breakup that uh heavily influenced my listening to ballads one it was really cathartic to drive around my Midwest punk neighborhood feeling a type of way of like, I am Midwest punk trash. And this is all that I can identify by, especially with my um, tennis freaking uh, car sticker on my Mitsubishi. Like how punk is that? Like that it's very, I don't know. I don't know, but it hits. And I love that album. I really love albums that force you and create a safe space for you to just exude every emotion that you do shamelessly. And I hold these albums very, very close to my heart because like that's the point of music is to feel. Wyatt, top three. That was a great conclusion. The point of music is to feel. I, I I honestly considered both Billy's album and Joji's album. I won't lie to you. I didn't end up they didn't end up making it on there. But anyone who says that Billie Eilish didn't deserve album of the year that year compared to like the competition she had and the nominations is just silly. I mean that album is great. Um anyways, my next one is showing my inner indie boy, unfortunately. It is uh Apricot Princess. I mm, I almost put that on there. Yeah. I um I I like Rex Orange County. I think his first and his latest album are both like they're good. Um but Apricot Princess I just I really love. And I think it's just because like it is an intimate story about basically being insecure about love and being insecure about um just like you know that you have a budding romance and you don't know where it's going to go and you're scared because it's all new to you and those are all feelings that I've I've felt before and and you know and they really they really hit sometimes when you're feeling that way when you're just like down on yourself or whatever and 
Um, I think all the songs are great. And I think, I think they like four seasons in particular, I think is one of my favorite songs ever. I saw myself with less and you so high above me, but I hope that you can learn to love me. Um, to be honest with you, I think it's just like talking about getting overwhelmed by emotions and not knowing how to deal with that. It's just something that we can all relate to sometimes, uh, especially right now. So yeah. Yeah. Don't want to be that like listen to Rex Orange County indie guy, but like Apricot Princess, some some I listen to a lot and I really, really enjoy um, and recommend for when you're wanting sad music. Because let's be honest here, it's all pretty sad. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like Untitled, what the heck? Yeah. Yeah. It's really good. Yeah. Really, really good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And then you get hit. You're like, you're feeling this emotion stuff. And then they get to waiting room and it's like, oh, we're talking about God now and getting existential. <laughs> so gotta love that. Taylor, what's your next one? Um, My number two is Blue by Joni Mitchell. Um, mm, of course yeah, it I, is. Yeah, I chose, <laughs> I chose a lot of oldies for this, but I could not choose that one. Um. Joni Mitchell is just one of my favorite artists in general. Um, and a case of you from that album is, Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's up there. If not my favorite song it is, which is a really hard pick, a really hard pick, but that's gotta be very close. If not the top one. Yeah. It's just, I love her. I love almost all of her music. Um, but just this album in particular, there's not a song on it that I don't absolutely adore to listen to um I think she just has something so special in her lyrics and her voice watching her perform she just really is something else yeah incredible album I don't even have much more to say about it I just it always makes me feel I think why do I describe all the music I like as nostalgic but it does make me feel nostalgic um I think especially because it reminds me of like I remember the first time I heard that song um in high school from like a friend's recommendation and then connecting it to my dad for showing me her cover of Woodstock and Mm -hmm. us talking about her and yeah just love her love Joni love a case of you love blue this might be the first album that we've talked about that I have not heard wow yeah so I'm putting it down mental note if you're gonna listen to Joni I'd highly recommend blue I'm putting it down beautiful one Nicole, what is your next pick? Or picks, I should say. My number twos are albums I can play in their entirety and am not disappointed at all, period. Hmm. Um, And I can scream to these songs. I can dance to these songs. It's perfect. So number twos, in no particular order, Malibu. Boom. Great album. Come Away With Me by Nora Jones. Incredible. Boom. The 2020 Experience by Justin Timberlake. Love JT. This is controversial. This is controversial because um, my best friend Kristen hates this album. And I don't care, Kristen. It's really good. <laughs> Pressure Lover Girl. Are you kidding me? Strawberry Bubblegum. Are you kidding me? Don't come for JT. Don't come for JT. Are you you kidding me? Back off. Um, It's fine. Um, In the Lonely Hour by Sam Smith. 
Oh my god. Listen, when that album came out, I think my life was changed. My life was changed. Ugh. Anyway, sorry, just started thinking about listening to it and then just got very emotional. Indiana by John McLaughlin. This is the man that sang uh, so close in the movie and Enchanted. Oh. This is that man. Yeah, when Patrick Dempsey was being quote unquote Prince Charming. Yes. This is the man that sang the song. I saw this man live and oh. it was so, it was amazing. Um, one of the most intimate concerts that I've ever been to. Incredibly romantic, very good day. Very proud of myself. And then last but not least, one of these nights by the Eagles. Anyone that knows me knows that I love the Eagles. This was the song, not the song. This was the album that I listened to um, debating whether or not to end my relationship of almost three years. And it was incredibly emotional, but um, it just made sense. Uh, Mike's and I loved the Eagles, both grew up with it. But this album in particular just made me realize, especially with like Lion Eyes, made me realize that so many different things and, you know, what it's like to realize, you know, uh, are you lying to yourself when you say that you're happy? And uh, what are you going to do about that? Um, And so, you know, it's always very, very sad when you make that realization that you're growing apart from someone. But yeah. The, this album was very cathartic and holds a very, very, very close place in my heart. So, yeah. Also, Malibu is probably one of the best albums of all time that was made. We love Anderson. You know we do. It's just incredible. Yeah, Malibu, Malibu is my most listened to album. Like, full stop. I don't... And Anderson's my most listened to artist, so... We are in the same boat there, but it did not make it on my list just because it's like a love listen and not like a deeper meaning listen. So mm-hmm. um, my number two is what I was referencing earlier when I was saying that I did not include Flower Boy because I had a different Tyler album. Um, it is Igor. I think that's mm. what we all all expected here. But um, I I mean, I literally bought you a vinyl of it like you did. a few weeks ago. Um, it It's just it is. It's something that I really enjoyed because, listen, I like Tyler rapping. But I think when he just really branches out and does some experimental stuff, it, it is just beautiful things happen. And Igor does that. He he doesn't really rap on this album. He mostly sings. But um, it's just it's the journey of, you know, finding a love interest and then it all crashing down. And it is, it's a breakup album. Let's be honest here. That's what it is. And it was very, you know, cathartic and therapeutic when I went through a really rough breakup earlier this year. It really helped a lot with that. And, you know, I think that gave it a deeper meaning to me and I connected to a lot of it. And it's also just great. And I think it deserves all the praise it gets. And I'm very excited to see what Tyler does next. That's all I really have to say about it. Taylor, hit us with your next one. 
Number one, um, my number one is I listed as that because it's most relevant to me right now um, is Punisher, Phoebe Bridgers. I was waiting for Phoebe Bridgers. I'm like, when is she when is she coming? Yeah, yeah. She's here because she's still consistently pretty much the album I'll listen to time and time again. Um, I'm really bad at listening to albums that come out in recent years all the way through just because yeah. Spotify is yeah. so easy to pick and choose. Yeah. You know, you don't have to listen to the consistent thing. But her albums, I both of them, I love I love the first one. I'm surprised yeah. you didn't go like pull a Nicole and just put both of them. I was I know, I know, which I do love, but from the first album I have my favorites, Motion Sickness, Scott Street, um, Demi Moore that I'll listen to consistently. But I never got into the habit of listening to the complete album over yeah. and over again, like I have with Punisher. Yeah. Um, yeah, this one really, I, there's not a single song that disappoints me. There's not a single song I want to skip. Um, I feel like I discover one that I love more every time that I listen. Like, oh, I forgot how much I love Savior Complex. Oh, wait, Halloween. That one's really good. Ooh, Garden Song. Never mind. That's my favorite. Like, just every single one. Love it. Love her. Have been loving all the new content from her too. She's been making some really great, like at home or very unique performances that have been coming out Yeah, right now as well. Yeah. I just really am feeling that album right now. And it's been a couple months now, at least that I've been listening to it and I'm still not even close to getting tired of it. So perfect right now. I hope I never get sick of it. I don't think I will. I don't think you will. I don't think so either. Now I'm just like anxious for more from her. Like, just give it to me, Phoebe, please. I need more. <laughs> I I heard a lot of hype about Punisher, but I didn't like fully pull the trigger and listen to it until after, um, I think it was after we had you on Reading Between the Lines. And it was like, what are we listening to this week? And you're like, I'm listening to Punisher on loop. And I was like, <laughs> okay. I've been hearing too much about it. I'm gonna listen to it, and man, yeah, that album is something else. It's so good. Um, I listen to it a lot as well now, even though I didn't know who Phoebe Bridgers was six months ago. And I actually just listened to um, shoot, what's the other album's name? Stranger in the Alps. Yeah, Stranger in the Alps. I actually listened to Stranger in the Alps for the first time like a week or two ago because I was like, I should stop listening to Punisher and like listen to something else from her. Just because, like, I like it, so I mean, why not branch out? And I didn't realize how heavy, like, that album has some heavy themes about death oh, in it's, particular. Oh, it's, oh, it's so deep. Um, like, it's yeah. real existential about the topic of death. You should look into Boy Genius. All of you. Yeah. I because, definitely have a few songs saved, but I need to look into more. Yeah, because it's... Um, Phoebe, Lucy. Oh, yes. Lucy Dacus. Lucy, Lucy Dacus and Julian Baker. Yeah, Julian Baker. Yes. I have um, it is. I'm incredible. saving it right now. I've got two albums uh, already to listen to. It's really, really, really good. Um, when I dated a. The definition of a indie sad boy um unfortunately that was how I was introduced to Phoebe but uh my love for her is individual now it's it's me it's my own um but he also introduced me to boy genius and boy genius is amazing um and 
Pine Grove is actually good. Um, it's fine. They're all good. They're all very, very good in music. It does not have to be tied to people. Um, but not. sometimes it is. But you can also remove the art from the trauma. So remember that, kids. But uh, very good choice, Taylor. I support you in this decision. Um, my number one has been my number one, I think, since my mom popped the CD in the car a very, very long time ago. But it is Jason Mraz's We Sing, We Dance, We Steal Things. Mm. Um, this album has a very, 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 very special place in my heart because it reminds me of running back and forth to tennis matches, running back and forth to school, running back and forth everywhere with my mom. And um, as I grew up and got into different relationships, like um, with my ex, uh, like we used to listen to so many songs together and like, I feel like he would appreciate it, but like anytime I would share these songs, it would be like, me sharing like my heart because me and Jason Mraz go way back and I actually got to see him in person and live and that concert was amazing but every single song on this album is very very good and I can without a doubt know every single lyric and I think that love for a child is super deep, especially when you aren't very close to your parents. Um, and it's basically Jason Mraz talking about like, my parents are divorced and uh, this is how we dealt with it. And we said, okay, nine-year-old Nicole was like, okay, pop off, I guess. <laughs> but if it kills me and a beautiful mess, last two songs on the album still make me as emotional as they did when I was younger. And I feel like if that emotion is the same year after year after year, then that proves that clearly this album is here to stay in your life and in your heart. And I don't know, boys come and go, but Jason Mraz is a here to stay and I'm okay with it. <laughs> Wyatt, what's your top dog? Uh, my final album is Swimming by Mac Miller. Uh, mm. I think... I think this album hits especially hard just because like it came out a month before he died. Um, but it's, it's just, it is another album where a lot of the music is really fun to listen to, but also like it hits, you know, uh, I, I frankly, I think it's his magnum opus of everything he's made. I think swimming just trumps everything else. I mean, the divine feminine is pretty good. Like it's up there. It's so good. It's, it's up there. But I just I think swimming, getting really getting in the, the nitty gritty of his mental health and his addiction and his feelings and like everybody can find something to relate to in this album, even if it's not, you know, even even if you're not like addicted to drugs or any of that. I mean, him just talking about like his depression and 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 just trying to connect with people and missing missing, you know, past relationships and everything it, it gets really, really heavy and really, really deep. And it's not really a light listen, I will say. I know a lot of people like to listen to like self-care because it's like kind of uppity beat. 
almost. I got all the time in the world, so for now I'm just chilling. Plus I know it's a, it's a beautiful feeling. And oblivion, yeah, yeah. Oblivion, yeah, yeah. Oblivion, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it, there's just another layer to every single song, and I love it. And I just i've been listening to it a lot this year i think mac miller is probably going to be my number one artist this year to be honest with you but <laughs> if that tells you anything about how 2020 is going yeah no but, incredible album yeah well um that's all the time we have for this week thank you for listening to us uh go on about our favorite albums or the ones that have been most important to us um check us out next week on off the record nicole where can they find us on social media everyone can find us at university daily kansan on instagram and at chalk magazine on instagram as well you can also find us on twitter at at kansan news and at chalk magazine wyatt where can they stream us you can stream us on Spotify, on Apple Music, wherever you get your audio content. All right. See y'all next week. Bye. Peace.